Welcome to Chat About. Chat About today is sponsored by First National Bank Bemidji and the Bemidji Chrysler Center Honda of Bemidji. On today's show, we check in with the Beltrami County Sheriff, Jason Riggs, on Chat About. Sheriff, welcome back. Thanks for having me, Kev. Well, here we go. Uh, we're recording this on a Thursday, and uh, we're going to air it, of course, on Monday. But um, there's a few things going on we need to talk about. Let's start with uh, a recap of the House bonding tour that came through. I think we had the Senate come through earlier. Senate came through about a month ago, okay. um, and then we just had the uh, state representatives on the House bonding tour come through um, on the 13th. And, of course, the reason you're very, very involved in that is uh, one of the things we would like to see some bonding for the uh, for the jail, which is an unusual request and hasn't been really done that often from the state level, right? That is correct. Uh, the state bonds, you know, a number of projects each year in the state of Minnesota, and jails have never been a part of that. Um, and so when we had the House come through, we kind of were rushed a little bit. The House was running, or I'm sorry, the Senate was running about 30 minutes late, and they made up their time with us. Um, the House representatives came through, and they were 10 minutes early. So we got a little bit more time with them, and we were able to give them a tour and a presentation for our request and had a lot of very, very good, uh, thoughtful questions. And the, the I was pleasantly surprised, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it's obviously hard to say. Uh, you won't know until uh, the voting comes, and that's going to be a long ways away, long after the visit, uh, you know, is not fresh in their minds. So I'm sure there's going to have to be some continuous contact from between now and, and this legislative session. Right, right. So, I mean, they'll probably come back into session, you know, in early spring, and we'll probably hear, um, hey, come on down and testify some more if we make it through. Um, and so we're probably looking at March, April, May, somewhere in that time frame before we would even know if we if we need to come down and give more details as with to, as far as our needs go. So okay, and so um, whether or not you get the bonding, the jail will be built and funded one way or the other. We all know about the upcoming uh, election in November. I just talked with John Carlson about that on the show earlier this week. Yep. Whether we do the sales tax or the property tax, uh, but we're moving ahead. We're doing some things, and and you got some updates for us. Yeah, yeah. So, as we, as most people are aware, um, we had a very generous generous donation by the Fan Candle family mm-hmm. uh, for a property in uh, the south uh, east portion of Bemidji, down by the industrial park, and that property is just a little over nine acres. Um, it was gifted to the county with the contingency that a jail be built on it. Um, and obviously there are some due diligence things that we need to do to make sure that the property is going to work. Um, some of those things are soil borings, um, archaeological you know, excavation to make sure that, that you know there's nothing there. Um, and a, a, some of that testing has been completed and some will be completed on Friday. Okay. So uh, we should have a fairly good answer on the site's uh, ability to to be our home probably within about three to four weeks so okay yeah it's uh it's a, it's a big project you it know is. it's just to say let's let's just start building uh, this project has consumed uh let's just say a fair <laughs> amount of my time and i'm not i'm not just trying to say my time our county administrator our county board members um you know 
everything, our, our jail administrator, our chief deputy, I mean, this is a very, very big production. And um, they say it from the time that you begin these types of projects, you're looking at between six and seven years before uh, your first meeting to, this, to actually seeing something productive. So it's yeah. been all of that. Wow. Well, Jason, you know, I think most of us know basically the reasons we need a new jail. But for those who are just saying, well, why do we need a new jail? Let's let's just recap that. Why do we need a new jail? Sure. So currently right now, the physical layout of our facility is very staff intensive. Um, it is three levels. And when that jail was built, there was a different level of, of supervision. And shortly after our jail was built, a more efficient means of direct supervision came about and the Department of Corrections has kind of said jails need to start going to direct supervision. Otherwise, you're going to be limiting your or your, your capabilities for the number of inmates that you can house. And right now we're housing about one or 12 inmates to one corrections officer. So it's very staff intensive. Um, the Department of Corrections came out and said, you need so much square footage per inmate. And we just don't have that, so we had to give up bed space. And over the course of the of the year, or the years that this facility has been in in place, we were it was initially built for 66 people. During construction, they were able to finagle another 20-some beds into it, so 80-some. Um, and then through the years, we ramped up all the way to about 160 inmates because we were able to double bunk. And then uh, the Department of Corrections came in and said, oh, people need more space, so we're taking these beds, we're taking these beds. And then more recently here with our conditional use permit, uh, we were just so understaffed that they reduced our bed capacity down to 72. And now we're having to house upwards of, you know, between 60 and, you know, 75 inmates a day out of county. Okay. Um, as I, I called it with uh, John, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a form of an unfunded mandate. Correct. That is yeah. absolutely right. Um, and you got to think, when our facility was built back in the late 80s, the concept of corrections was really not there. It was still basically jails, and jails are designed to keep people from the community and keep the community safe. Corrections is more of a more modern term where we're trying to correct a behavior. And so we're offering significant amount of programming and we just don't have the programming space in the current facility. Um, so we're looking at what can we do to prevent recidivism? And that's the big goal here is, is I would like to be out of a job when it comes to housing inmates. And you're only going to get that as if you can correct behavior, and that's what we're trying to do. Beltrami County Sheriff Jason Riggs is my guest today. Um, school is now a few weeks in, Jason, and obviously we got to remember a lot of kids out there. Let's watch those stop arms and all that and all of that stuff because that could be real tragic if we're not paying attention. Absolutely. You know, I was uh, listening to the radio yesterday, and we had a number of stop arm violations yesterday. One in the city of Black Duck or not the city of Black Duck, but one up in the Black Duck area, Black Duck School District, and then one in the Bemidji area. And these are completely preventable. Um, you drive 
paying attention to the road. I still see people on their cell phones, um, not hands-free. I still, and they, they are a distractor. I know because that, yeah. they're a distractor. Yes, we have are. we have a lot of distractors in our cars as well, and we've got to be very cognizant about what we do. So pay attention to the road. That is your primary responsibility when you're driving a car and people that are running stop arm violations it's it's generally not an intentional act but it would have such consequences if something were to happen yeah and you know everybody should know by now uh if we're coming to a railroad track the bus is going to stop there too i mean these are things that uh, it's not new information no nope if you have a driver's license in the state of minnesota you are familiar with the, the the laws pertaining to school buses, you know, and when the flashing lights or the flashing yellow lights come out, the bus is preparing to stop within the next uh, 300 feet. A stop arm is going to come out. You need to stop short of the bus um, and allow kids to cross the road. Even if they're not crossing the road, you need to allow the kids to enter onto from the public to private. And then when the stop arm goes in, then you're free to go. Um, buses are very good about allowing traffic beyond them if they know that you know there's capabilities to do so. If there are not, don't be in such a hurry. Plan your day better. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and you know the other thing when it comes to school, so many parents dropping off and picking up kids. There's just a snarl of traffic around most school entrances every single day. Every single day. Yep. And we had. Uh, the other morning we had a really foggy morning, which we typically do this time of the year when the the, the water and the and the air temperatures don't meet the same way, and and uh, we get fog. And had a number of accidents in the in the congested school area, you know, between Jefferson Roundabout and uh, the high school, and and so be very very careful. Slow down. Use your headlights all the time you know, when you're driving through that stuff and just take a little extra time to get to where you're going safety. Okay. Safely. Yeah. And, um, and of course, in, in addition to school bus safety, um, always things going on at the sheriff's department. Um, how many, how many calls do your officers take in a week? Oh boy, that's a good question. We range, um, no, I'm going to be, I'm going to use a term here. So our PSAP, our public service answering point, takes about 90 911 calls a day. That's uh, We're probably the busiest PSAP in the state outside of the metro or, wow. or uh, St. Louis County. Um, that includes the city of Bemidji Police Department. Um, obviously, some of those calls are fire and ambulance. But generally, public safety, we're all going to be going to m- most of those calls. Um with proactive activity like traffic control, traffic stops, um, some calls come in non-emergency wise. Uh, you know, we're, we average, the Beltrami County Sheriff's Office averages about twenty-five to 26,000 calls a year. Mm. The city of Bemidji is about two to 3,000 more than us um, just because of the population density and the number of retail uh, theft things that go on. We don't deal with a lot of retail theft in the county, but... You know, we do have, you know, occasionally we'll handle some stuff in Kelly or Black Duck or Solway, but, you know, the, by and large, the city of Bemidji deals with a little bit more of that. But so if you take, you know, those those numbers, Black Duck probably averages 1,200 calls a year. You know, you're looking at roughly 
fifty to fifty five thousand calls a year. Divide that out over, you know, <laughs> a day. You know, wow. yeah, it's a lot. How many officers do you have? With myself and our administration and our court uh, licensed people, we have uh, forty one sworn deputies. Um, total of 114 sheriff's office employees. That includes our sworn. So mm-hmm. dispatchers, records, corrections, uh, you name it. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And sounds like they're busy. They are. <laughs> Support staff. You know, we have our we have crime analyst. Um, we have uh, administrative assistant, uh, investigators, um, Paul Bunyan Drug Task Force agents, and so. It's yeah the boat and water division, so recreational enforcement. It's a lot. It's a yeah. lot to cover. This is a huge county, three thousand fifty six square miles. Over, I think it's over two hundred and some odd lakes of yeah. water patrol, and the lakes are all ours for patrol. So, hmm. So, um, would you consider yourself fully staffed, or do you do you need more? <laughs> You know, uh, for the for field operations, we are fully staffed. Um, for corrections, corrections is kind of a um, it's a job that where you know someone might come in and say this is, really isn't for me after a year, maybe two. Um, so we do get a lot of movement in that area. Um, the facility itself kind of tends to lead to that because it's very staff intensive. And so, if you were wearing a pedometer in our jail, you'd probably put in your 20,000 steps a day for working your 12-hour shift. Yeah. Not a lot of natural light in our current facility. Actually, yeah. there's very there's almost no natural light. And so 12 hours a day in a facility could get to be a long shift. And so yeah. one of the reasons we're wanting a new jail, too, is because of that very reason, is to, to make it a better work environment for our people, safer for our people, safer for inmates. But okay. Yeah, it's uh, that's where we struggle is right there is in our corrections side of things for for staff. Okay, and uh, you mentioned one of the things you guys are paying some close attention to these days. There's apparently some scams out there once again. Oh yes, um, I'm going to be doing a presentation here in October at the senior center with regards to scams and uh, some of the more recent scams that we've seen. Uh, and again, it'll pop back up is the. Um, publisher's Clearinghouse scam. Mm. Someone will call you and sell, tell you that you won a, some type of nominal prize, a million, two million, four million dollars plus a, you know, a car. Um, they're going to need you to come up with uh, some gift cards to allocate some kind of financial transaction. So they're going to have you go to Walmart or Target or Home Depot or Menards, get yourself a, a couple of $500 gift cards and then um, have you read the barcode to them over the phone. <laughs> um, 95% of the time, people don't fall for that. Um, however, we do occasionally have folks that do, um, and there is not much we can do because most of these folks that are committing these crimes are well outside of the state of Minnesota, some of which are well outside the country. Right. Um, we've traced a lot of these calls back to Somalia, um, and several of these to Florida and getting the authorities in Florida to help prosecute a, a case for a few hundred bucks, it's it's just not going to happen. Um, so just be very mindful. Uh, one of the things that I talk about is, is uh, typically 
you have if if you apply for a publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes, you have a one in six point two billion <laughs> chance of winning a, a, a prize. If you don't submit an application to Publish Clearinghouse, you have a 0% chance. <laughs> You're more likely to see Ed McMahon before you win that prize. And Ed McMahon's been dead since 2009. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I think, is that clear? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anything else going on over there that we should know about? Um, heading into fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, water temps are dropping. So if you're a fisherman, just be aware of that again. Like the water temps are dropping. Um, people are pretty good about wearing life jackets, but just remember to, to bring appropriate clothing out there. Let people know where you're going. Uh, ATV traffic is ramping up because this time of the year, you know, small game just started uh, this last Saturday. Uh, archery started this last Saturday. When you're out in the woods, if you're going to be walking, if you're going to be hunting, Make sure you're wearing orange, uh, blaze orange for for small game. If you're going to be archery hunting, it's always a good idea to have something with you if you're when you're walking in and out of the woods during in the dark, um, just to prevent any type of accidental, you know, unfortunates. Uh, yeah. Safety wise, yeah. uh, make sure you're harnessed into your deer stands. Um, I've been to a number of calls over the last 23 years of law enforcement where someone's fallen out of a deer stand. So. If you're up in the air, please wear a harness. Yeah. I know they're a little uncomfortable, but uh, well worth the, the extra effort. Yeah, that, that makes good sense. Um, yeah, that, it's, it, it is a time of year. There's there's a lot of potential for unintentional injury. Yeah. You know, and you got so many people in the woods, and there's guns, and there's bow and arrow, and all of that stuff. Can you believe we're two-thirds of the way through this, uh, September already? Oh. I know, just flying. This year has just flown by. Yeah. Wow. Well, and then, uh, you know, it's not going to be that long, and, uh, you know, the temps will get drip below 32, and, you know, we have a little rain. Uh, all of a sudden, we got slippery roads to be careful yeah, about. Exactly. You know, and just like that fog we were talking about, slow down on the roads in the morning, test, you know, your road surfaces. Um, a lot of construction still out there. Be mindful of the people that are, you know, in the work zones. Um you know, we've got the repaving of 197 overnight. Um, I, I got caught in that a little bit last <laughs> night. Um, so, yeah, just be – don't always be in such a hurry to get where you're going. Plan your time your your time uh, a little bit better to make sure you've got enough time to get to where you're going. Um, a few miles an hour extra on the roadway typically isn't worth the translation of what it's going to benefit you of getting to it from. If you're running late to something – call ahead and tell them you're running late to something because it's a lot easier to do that than it is to have that unfortunate accident. And now there's going to be a lot of consequence because of that. Yeah. Jason Riggs is the sheriff of Beltrami County, getting us caught up with what's going on with the Beltrami County Sheriff's Department. Jason, Sheriff, thanks for being here today. Absolutely, Kevin. Chatabout has been sponsored by Bemidji Chrysler Center, Honda of Bemidji, and First National Bank Bemidji. On tomorrow's show, we find out what's going on with the Bemidji Lions Club. They've got a big fundraiser going on, and you could win a really cool ATV. We'll have the details on our show tomorrow. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for taking the time to join us.